last time that you saw me all I thought it was understood That I'd be gone for a very long time I might be gone for good And all that time, all the time I thought you would never fall It did not dawn across my mind The time that you lost it all But yesterday's gone I don't know where I come from Don't know where I'm going Sometimes I feel like a tiny island floating in the sea. Palm trees sway, don't get in the way. It's a tropical ease. And everywhere that I keep my silence, no sound returns to me. Stemless waves at the end of our days, the sighing of the sea. But yesterday's gone. I don't know where I come from. Wonder where I'm going. Classic Mutiny Radio FM, where all the sound you hear is coming to you from plastic that's flat and black. And fellow grooves, and in this case, came from a community thrift store. So, can you dig what I dug? The fleeing stones, the fleeing stones, black.
Honey, that was my plan from the very beginning. Darling! Uh-huh. Never thought this could be. What do you mean? Man. A preacher man? You must be losing your mind. I started. Started what? Started making wedding plans. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. If your love is happening true, I have a love I offer you, oh, darling. Yes, yes. I think it's going to work out. Fighting bull, pardoned from death by the acclaim of man, is returned to nature's gentle pasture. Once upon a time, courage at blood's core, by torment tested, and by pure and beautiful rage, there lived a mighty sorcerer. Bright, brittle shafts of sunlight leap from the heavens to lie and laugh in the meadow's soft grass. Specters of darkness, ordeal, and death are scattered. Now, a sorcerer Once is kind again, of like a magician, and this sorcerer was a very fine to be sorcerer. Now, he could do all the very best magic tricks, like changing bats into butterflies, making diamonds out of warts, changing small black cats into large white elephants. He had an apprentice 
Now, an apprentice is, well, a kind of helper or assistant sorcerer. And his name was Mickey. And he could even do a few small magic tricks himself, like changing a teardrop into a dewdrop. And he could hardly wait until he was a full-fledged sorcerer and could fill the master's shoes, or rather the master's magic hat. In the meantime, he had to do the chore. When the sorcerer was away someplace sorcering, Mickey would put on the master's magic hat. But nothing happened. He just fell down over his eyes. And he couldn't see his magic tricks even. One day, the sorcerer had to go out of town to change a two-headed calf back into a stewing pot for an old lady. Mickey, he said, when I return, I expect that big tub in the hall filled with water from the fountain. There's been entirely too much daydreaming lately. Now to work. And he was gone in a purple cloud. Mickey put on the magic hat, far back so it wouldn't fall down over his eyes. His ears kind of helped to hold it up. Now, thought Mickey, who will I command to do my work? He looked around the room and he saw an old broom in the corner. the sorcerer's magic words. Born to be brave and, and with him. his victory there in the eyes. sand. Surely the broom was moving. He picked up the bucket and swept out to the fountain. Mickey followed, hardly daring to breathe, lest he break the spell. The broom filled the bucket and swept back along the corridor, not spilling a drop, mind you, and emptied the bucket into the tub. The broom made another trip. Hello. just sat down to watch. Hello. I have worked magic. I am a great sorcerer. And he sort of waved his hand at the broom as it... Hey, everybody. We're about two minutes away from starting the second half. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a solo edition of the AltaCast. Uh, Miss Pam Benjamin is doing her funny work in wonderful Portland, Oregon, and she will be back with me next week. I am here, the sheriff of truth, giving you some truth. I hope you guys are doing okay today. Um, it is nicely raining, dreary sadness over on my side of the world, which is good old dusty ass San Francisco. And uh, at least there's no sleet and snow. All right. So uh, I hope everyone thinks killing was a killing. Mine certainly was. I still have plenty of food left. I do not believe in wasting. 
Uh, all right. So, I guess we should uh, get into some news. All right. There's a lot going on in the world today. So, I'm going to have to probably smoke a little bit of a dubey. Let's see what we have in our little pot pipe right here. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do a little bit of news right now. Uh, all right. So, as we can see, we have um, the impeachment hearing still going on. And uh, let's see what we're hearing right now. Uh, Ah, yes. So what we have going on right now is Nunez was in contact with Rudy Giuliani and Les Parnas. Ooh, they gonna get in trouble. The House Intelligence Committee uh, includes all the call records showing that the committee's own ranking member, Devin Nunes, was privately in contact with key players in President Donald Trump's dealings in the Ukraine that led to the impeachment inquiry. Ooh, the report came after several long days of hearings last month con- that contained phone logs from AT&T that showed Nunes had multiple calls in April with Trump. His personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, who hopefully will be in handcuffs before Christmas, um, and Giuliani's now indicted business associate, Les Parnas, at John um, John Solomon, then a right wing contributor to the Hill, who helped push Ukraine conspiracy theories, also had Carl's with Parnas. Go freaking figure, Giuliani, um, Parnas and Giuliani at the same time were in contact with the um, with the phone calls. So what this means, folks, is we're getting warmer and closer. Now, when we speak of impeachment. That does not mean that DT will be forced out of the office. That will be by the Senate. And we know how much the Republicans in the Senate are, let's just call them um, dicks. And it's like a cult. They worship uh, the, the God of Trump. By the way, they all think he is a moron, but basically what's going on is he can get away with anything he wants right now that's where we're at with this oh let's do this <laughs> here we are trying to work on my microphone so i don't have to hold it all right there we go so lonely in here when you do things by yourself so quiet too it's like uh it's almost like a horror movie you know you hear these little noises in the background and it's raining and kind of dark and you're all alone in the studio yeah i totally and i'm i am black so i guess in a stereotypical horror movie i would be the first to go but let's go back to this other horror movie that we call america oh and speaking of something that i was reading about that was uh uh, sorry something else that came up was uh the world summit that happened and uh we come to find out that uh people were uh talking about dt behind his back so we have 
let's get to that article it was justin trudeau and boris fucking johnson um and then macron who is also a piece of shit i will tell you reasons why after that basically they were laughing behind his back and uh let's see get to the article at hand Ooh, where are they were like having a hate-a-thon i left it okay world leaders appear to mock trump behind his back in nato did i say world summit i did sorry nato video so world leaders appear to be mocking dt at the nato summit in london on tuesday night as a video went viral of hot ass justin trudeau who wore blackface ugly ass fat piece of shit diet trump boris johnson and racist undercover racist who likes to hurt africans uh emmanuel uh, macron and dutch prime minister which you know the dutch how they feel about africans and a woman who appears to be princess am all featured in a tweet by canadian broadcasting court so is that what is that why you're late johnson is heard asking macron he was late because he takes 40 minute press conferences off the top trudeau interjects (laughs) trudeau can later be heard you just watch his team's draws drop the floor so there, there's a finish of like the shade of world leaders shading uh, DT like in a big circle, like they're uh, like they're a bunch of 14 year olds. So it was pretty funny. You got to check that out. So that's on the lighter note. But um, let's see what else is going on in the world. Um, oh, Kamala. Ugh. I have to say I was pretty hard on her. She dropped out the race, but I will say this. I will give her props as a black woman. I do appreciate how far she went, but here's a note, Kamala. Never change who you are, even if it's by the establishment, because the establishment never works. People are tired of corporate candidates in the Democratic Party. She... I think I would say she did bring up black issues, but had no black agenda. I didn't know what her policies were. So that's also that hurt. And then also too, when she skipped out on the, uh, the climate change town hall on CNN to go to some donors to get some money, but she also lied and said that, Oh, we got the dates wrong. So that hurt her. And plus Another thing that helps because you cannot win in the Democratic Party without the black vote. She did not reach out to black media. I would have told the bitch, come on in, come to Mutiny Radio, come sit down, let's talk. Let's talk about some reparations. Let's talk about some health care. No pandering. I don't carry hot sauce. Do you? I smoke weed, but I know you don't because you uh, basically detained marijuana smokers when you were the AG in the state so uh but then that's another thing too people here in california knew what her politics were about and we didn't want to go we we knew she wasn't trustworthy now is she great as a senator absolutely but here's my tin hat kind of like turning my tin hat is telling me that it is quite possible that they are grooming her 
to become VP. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that she's possibly trying to go for the VP um, with Biden. You know, the opposite of Obama, but it'd be Biden. So here's how it works in my mind. Biden would get the white older vote and then Kamala could get the moderate older slash mm, younger professional black ah, black vote see so i think that's why she dropped out and then plus you know the whole money thing yeah this is why you shouldn't have money in politics um but that's that's one factor that they could be greasing her up for vp but another factor also too is that they could be greasing her for ag attorney general which we know she listen i think kamala she was not a she was not good at prosecuting here in in the state of california she wasn't she locked up a bunch of black and brown people she was just another you know you know she she was just another cop now on a national level of her being attorney general i think she would be tough and especially all those rich white boys on wall street now that means though if she's not paid off because the democrats they think they're slick they think that socially they are progressive but when it comes to economically, oh, they don't want their money hurt either. There are a ton of one percenters of the Democratic Party. But the majority of the Democratic Party are middle class, working class. And I will say, I, you know, I don't like to say poor. I'll just keep it at working class. And, you know, this is why a lot of the Democrats, you see them now backpedaling on Medicare for all, with the exception of who I do support, Bernie Sanders, which I have a bone to pick with him as soon as I'm done with this uh, rant with Kamala. But Kamala, I think, is also being greased up for being attorney general, which she, I think she would be good at, possibly, if she doesn't lock up any more black and brown people, and if she could legalize or get marijuana off the schedule one. <laughs> but I don't think the Democrats will do that because prison makes too much money for, for them. Anywho, so she's another one that bites the dust. I honestly thought Amy Kopachar would be the one that would bite the dust because nobody knows her. She she doesn't seem personable. She has the wicked witch face. And I can, I'm going to say that. I don't trust that face. She looks like she said the word nigger before or nigger. You know, I just I just don't trust her. I don't trust that face. And especially the fact that she's been combative with her staff before, like throwing shit. I wish, I wish a bitch would throw something at me, but you know what? I, as long as Bernie is still in, Warren is still in. I actually, you know, I wish Cory Booker could be anywhere near and, uh, Julian, uh, Castro, who, by the way, is getting the short end of the stick. He is one that is for reparations, but they don't give that brother, that little Latin brother, any time of day on the podium or on any of these uh, town halls to speak. So 
you know, the one thing I will say about Kamala is she did bring up a little bit of black issues, but does she have a policy to back them up? No. So farewell. I'm glad she made it this far, but she will probably be becoming the VP vice president or attorney general. She, she ain't going nowhere. Moving on. So, uh, I, like I said a moment ago, I have a bone to pick with Bernie Sanders. I do still support him, but I can also criticize who I do support. Reparations is a very important thing to me. Um, and not just to me, but to other black Americans and reparations is something that is way overdue. Knowing the fact that there are certain people, certain groups in this country that have gotten a form of reparations. And as for being a black American, we have not gotten a, not even a mule or a piece of land. It is time for us to, to realize the fact that we, we are, we built this country for free, not saying that no one else did, but I don't know. Slavery was a long 300 years. And then on top of Jim Crow and on top of the mass incarceration and on top of the, um, the, the financial, the racial gap, racial inequality that we have in this country. It's, it's time we're about to enter a new decade, which no one seems to recognize that hi, 2020 is the new, we're about to start the roaring twenties. And I, I feel as like, you know, what everything going on and knowing that 2040 is around the corner, which for some of you guys don't know, 2040, 40 means that, well, the majority of this nation will be persons of color black people latinos asians uh indigenous for those who are still around um the reparations issue is very important as well as healthcare and with healthcare that that goes on along with black women's health and climate change all these things are very important and these are things that Bernie speaks on. But I will say that when I don't get an, uh, a, when I get a vague answer about reparations or, or if you don't believe in it, I got a problem. I don't want to study it. We, we know what study means. That means, oh, we'll just kick it off to the curb. No, I, I, I feel is that studying is not going to do it's not studying doesn't give us our money study doesn't give us our our blood sweat and tears back or those who are murdered raped kidnapped by your you know our ancestors reparations is more than just a check it is an acknowledgement of our presence and what we've done to build this country physically financially we did this for free. And, you know, like I said, black people do vote on the Democratic Party. The And you can't win without us. Pete Booty Hole. I'm going to get into him. 
you know, it's, it's, it's a shame that someone progressive as Bernie and which I hope this conversation comes up because when Kamala was up there along with Cory Booker, the con the, the, the conversation did come up. So I like the fact that the conversation, but we need more than conversation. Now we need action, but I'm ranting. So let's move on to another rant that I have. Pete booty hole, Pete booty hole this undercover motherfucker i do not like him i do not want him i do not like that pete booty hole i think he is an undercover racist i really do i think he's kind of scared of black people yes i do yes i do pete booty hole can first of all why would you ever endorse or even support a person that can't even take care of their own backyard this man is the mayor of uh was it big big bit big bend um i forgot i in indiana i i big bend bend whatever south bend excuse me south bend i should know that i'm from the midwest um he's the mayor and his record is terrible terrible and he talks about uh people being uh you know like a lot of the uh candidates being elite now the new york times and everyone else you know the dnc love him because he's a harvard scholar and he speaks all these languages and he's a vet but he's got many flaws starting in south bend well when he was running i believe in 2011 um he sat down and talked to the tea partiers and was, you know, seems like there's, he was kind of like supporting them, trying to get a vote. My fellow gay brothers and sisters follow, follow me on this one. Cause just because he's gay don't mean that it's okay. You know, and I don't, you know, because I call him booty hole people that does not make me, me homophobic. I'm not talking about him and his husband. I'm talking about the fact that he's a butthole. So people have been coming out on me on YouTube saying that I'm homophobic. They can kiss my ass. I'm far from it. But this booty hole, we all know the story about uh, basically the police chief in South Bend and the police chief uh, reported some racial issues going on in the police department. And when he did, he, the they made the police chief step down and there was proof of the fact of what the police chief was saying was true. Or excuse me, they originally fired the police chief the, who was the first black police chief of South Bend. But instead of firing him, he got his job back and demoted him. So that's a whole other issue. And then of course there, there was that with the, um, with the black community in South Bend where he just basically ignores them, just like what's going on right now with him ignoring black people and also to having fraudulent black people saying that they support him. This is what he did in South Carolina, which he'll lose. Um, Pete booty hole is a horrible politician. He's sneaky. He uses his, the fact that he is a gay man as a weapon and you shouldn't do that. 
you shouldn't do that because that's insulting to your your gay brothers and sisters he even went as far as the fact of like what happened in south carolina which i'll just brush you up on when he was trying to campaign down there he took uh, he sent some emails to some of the uh prominent black leaders in south carolina um and basically say trying to get them to support him him and supposedly in the email they said they, they had to opt out which for i mean it it was it was a scam basically to get these leaders to say that they endorse him when in fact of the matter they did not endorse him so he lied and so there was um, a list of 400 uh black people um black uh yeah black south carolinas that he had a list for and what it came down to is the majority of the people on the list were white and they weren't even black constituents and basically no one the people that they were saying that endorsed him did not endorse them and these people came out and said no we did not endorse this fool so yeah he lied so if you want someone to endorse you pete booty hole you gotta go down there but see this is why i feel like he's kind of a racist well or maybe just scared of black people he doesn't want to come and talk to us he has this bullshit agenda called the Fred, Frederick Douglass policy, which I've read it. It's some hogwash. He, he don't care about the black vote, so he ain't going to get it. So basically, hopefully he'll be the one to bow out. Again, the Democratic Party, you cannot win without us. You have to hear our issues. So I think I'm done with that rant. Mm. Hold on. Listen, we're going to take a little small break for a moment. Uh put you on to some uh Autocast, some Mute Me Radio advertisements and I'll, I'll be back after these messages. All right. Baseball here at Piano Fight. It's going to be Team Mutiny against another team. Please enjoy how much fun it is here on Not My Show. This is Not My Show. This is a Sylvan show at Piano Fight. It's on Fridays, and what a good time it is. Hope you guys come down here next Friday at Piano Fight, 7 o'clock, for Comedy Baseball. But coming up next, Team Mutiny is going to try to kill it against some other team, whatever they're called. All right, enjoy, and we'll be right back here on Not My Show from Piano Fight, Turk and Taylor in the tent.
The way this one works is we go 185 blanks walk into the bar, bartender says, Joe. So uh, let's give him some subjects. 185 what? Pickles. Pickles. I love pickles. <laughs> <laughs> That's like gonna be a winner, you guys. All right, more yoga, stuff. More. Yoga pants. Yoga pants. Oh. Netflix originals. <laughs> Rodeo clowns. Rodeo clowns. What? Rodeo clowns? Yeah. <laughs> this is more than five word letters. <laughs> what? Oh, I can't. Yeah. Give it up for my fiance. Yeah.
Cars. 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 I'm gonna take a strike on this one. Right. 3D printers. 3D printers. What is that? It's like a printer you got on the wrong Sorry about that long break. I was on an important phone call. Uh, anywho, that was comedy baseball that you were listening to. Some funny stuff, some of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, let's see. What else is going on in the world? Uh, oh, so much is going on, right? It's overwhelming very overwhelming it's uh oh shoot it was um there's always something going on you know in the world and it's very stressful and especially like coming around the holidays the holidays can be a drag. It is a. Uh, it's it's it's. This is when the most shit happens. Let's just say that. It's uh. P- 
people get depressed. Uh, they're, uh, oh, ooh, this is interesting. Uh, just reading the news. So, uh, so, okay. So what's going on right now in our wonderful country we have um since these republicans know that the world is well you know the world is already brown but the country is turning browner and like i i mentioned 2040 earlier we have right now what the republicans are trying to do this is what this is what they did in south africa to seek apartheid this is these are the these are the things that they're doing so right now the republicans are trying to get the most conservative, outrageous, ratchet, gutter, ill-informed, uneducated, unconstitutional judges as uh, for lifetime federal judge, judges. So um, this lady who they're trying to uh, appoint, her name is Sarah Pitlick. <laughs> she claimed that Aya Aya ivf and surrogacy have grave effects on society and lead to diminish the respect of motherhood this is a republican who is not i guess she was one of the lucky ones that could bear children on her own by the natural god gift but some of us don't have that luxury and need a little help with science and here's the funny thing so of course she's a white woman with the white population declining worldwide, you would think the white population, especially the conservatives, would be for IVF or surrogacy. But, you know, hell, you know, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. But anyway, so we'll read this. This is from Huffington Post. Washington, D.C. Senate Republicans voted Wednesday to confirm Sarah Pitlock a lifetime seat on the federal court, despite her extreme views on fertility treatments, having grave effects on society and her unanimous, not qualified rating. Yes. Oh, and there's another thing along with that ratchetness. These people are unqualified. This is like someone hiring me to do brain surgery, but just because they like me and they like the way I talk, let her be a surgeon. That's a horrible metaphor, but hopefully you're getting what I'm saying. Every Republican but one, Susan Collins, voted to put Pilek on to the, uh, who is 42 years old, which means she will probably have 40 years on the bench. They're trying to get them young so so they can last for over 40, 50 years. Um, she is, oh no, oh no. She, they're trying to vote her onto the U.S. District Court of Eastern District of Missouri. That's my home state. Every Democrat present opposed her. The final tally was 49-44. My state, no. We're already embarrassing. We don't need more embarrassing crackers. Ah! Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski is one of the two pro-choice Republicans in the Senate, along with Collins. She did not vote. Her spokeswoman, Karina Borges, says she, the senator was not there because she was attending a first meeting. You know what? 
every time they have their little associates say, oh, she couldn't be there. You know what that means. They're, they're running. They're running. Come on, Lisa. She was with some commission of the urgent action of energy. Well, she could be, she's from Alaska. They're, they're fucking up drilling shit in Alaska. So, but she would have probably voted. No said, uh, burger her, who is her, um, assistant. Pilak, the cunt that wants to make an, you know, who wants to banish IVF, who is a special counsel to Thomas More Society, conservative anti-abortion law firm based in Chicago. God, anti, hold on. You want kids, right? She's anti, and she's based out of another one of my homes, Chicago. God damn. Tom, the Thomas More Society, a conservative anti-abortion law firm based in Chicago, argued in 2017 that in vitro fertilization and IVF and surrogacy led to the diminished respect of mother hair and the unique mother-child bond exploitation of women, uh, of, oh, excuse me, uh, a commodification of just gestation and the children themselves and weakening of appropriate society mores against eugenic abortion okay i'm gonna stop i'm not gonna read she said that surrogacy is harmful to mothers and children so it's not practice it's so it's not practice society should not be it should so it's it's this is terrible writing come on it should say so it should not be a practice society should be enforcing they just spelled this all wrong. Nearly six of the U.S. couples face infertility. Senator Tammy Duckworth, who I voted for, and um, she's in a district in uh, Illinois, is among them. She had been arguing her colleagues to oppose Pilak over her deep, insulting views on fertility tri- treatment. Oh, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Okay. Stop. Stop. This is you way in too much of my business in my uterus. For real. You all and up in there. Y'all, y'all anti-abortion people. Y'all want, y'all want more kids, right? Don't kill, don't kill the kids, right? Don't, don't kill, don't kill your, don't kill the kids, but kill your hopes and dreams and in a, in a way to provide for those kids, but kill that, but don't kill the kids. But so now we have the fact that you oppose surrogacy to bring life. This is bringing life, not taking away. I don't understand these people. I don't, this is, some women aren't so lucky to have the natural way to bring life into the world. So again, like I said, science helps. Science can be a factor to bring life. And whose business is it of yours? It's no one's business to tell you, to tell a stranger, oh, I have IVF. I have a surrogate. That is no one's business. That is between the husband, the wife, and the family. Just like the abortion is between a woman and her choice and her body. Or if the family wants to get involved with that too, and you know, and they're for it. But it's no one's fucking 
this is bringing life into the world y'all okay you right i'm you know what white wingers i don't get it you damn if you do and you damn if you don't don't kill the baby don't have the baby would it take the baby would it fake the baby you'll be always crying some baby dying talking screaming hey you want to be inside something sorry i just i just knew where i was going with that but it doesn't make sense to me you know these women are trying to bring life into the world by any means necessary i mean in the healthiest means necessary necessary but you're mad at science and especially to the white people who are who are for this so you're against science that brings more use into the world because let me let you let me tell you this the most white women are the ones who are infertile actually let's let me put let me get some numbers just so i'm not just throwing some bullshit out there and plus in vitro surrogates that's expensive you're not going to have your middle class working class woman you know being able to afford something like this so this also goes into class so you crazy white wingers are for are are against something that can make more of y'all but i just want to see the infertility it, it it i'm just baffled it's just so controlling it, it it's let's see infertility between oh right okay so infertility among races Okay. Ooh, this is this is pretty cool. I just read that uh Hawaiian native Hawaiian and Pacific Island women have the highest fertility rate of any ethnicity ethnicity in the United States. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. So we are at births per thousand of women. So like I said, the first, the, the ones who are f fertile the most, uh, native Hawaiian and other Pacific Islanders at, uh, 2,106. This is, by the way, this is births per thousand. And the ones that the white people are really scared of right now, cause they know how to make babies, Hispanic but I like to say Latin, Latinx. They are at 1,959. My people's uh, non-Hispanic, so that does not include my Afro-Latinos. Um, black is um, 1,792. We're dropping, but we got to make more of it. Um, my other side, my other people, American Indian, Alaska Native, wow they're still doing better than white women um 1650.5 all right white women you are not at the bottom there is someone else so please forgive me but you are you're the last you're one of the last the uh infertility or the fertility is 
1,640. And then this is something I didn't know. I didn't realize Asian is at the bottom of fertility. And that's 1,525. So that is the total fertility rate in the United States. Now, Asian women be having it popping all over the world. So this is just here in this country. I would I should see what the worldwide is. Um but yeah, so I mean going back to the conversation about this silly silly republic hunt. It just doesn't make sense to to be against something that helps more of your kind. It just it I mean if you're not All right. Oh, well, look at this. So the world population. So I told you, we black people, we got this popping. We, we all good. So the highest nations in the world with the high fertility rates, Mali, Chad, Angola, Burundi, Uganda, Nigeria, Timur-Leste, Gambia, Burkina, Faso, and then all, and then that is the high, and then we have the the low fertility rates. Oh wow, San Marino, Andorra, China, Cyprus, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Malta, Ukraine. Bosnia Herzegovina. Well, Bosnia is war is very uh still impacted by the war, I believe from like 9495. Uh yeah. And then the nations that fall. These nations are just a few that fall below the worldwide fertility rate at 2.4. That would be Afghanistan due to possibly the fact of it is a really fucked up country and we did that italy pakistan norway i was just reading the fact that norway is losing a lot of people no one's having children anymore um and then there's australia south korea so Oh, yeah. So the top, the one country in the world that's number one fertility is the motherland, Nigeria, going down to Somalia, uh, Mali. And then at the bottom, let's see, out of all the nations is Taiwan. And then. uh, So I'll do the top 10. So. We'll start like at 178. They have a uh, bunch of countries, but at 178 is Bosnia, Herzegovina, uh, Machu is 179, Cyprus 180, Hong Kong 181, South Korea 182, Greece is 183, Poland 184, Singapore 185, Portugal where I just was 186. They need more black people there because it that's the only way they're going to survive. 187 is Moldova. And 188 is Taiwan. Wow. Damn, Taiwan. They got money too, don't they? Well, they make our shit. That's probably what the problem is. We're probably killing the Taiwanese 
because they make all of our products and we ain't paying them shit. So that's probably poverty and economics. Good job, Western civilization. I'm sure that country was thriving without us. All right, so let's see going on. So um, hopefully that bitch doesn't get a uh, a seat because I just, I don't understand that. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, here's another ugly piece of shit that I should discuss very, very briefly, but don't be surprised, William Barr, who stated, Barr says those who don't show more respect to the cops may not get police protection. Now, how does that work? Hmm? He's the attorney general. He's caught up in this Trump shit, but you know, he just has to say something ignorant because his pure racist heart has to, I haven't said anything ignorant and it's just been, I've been oozing with hatred. So I got to get it out. So yeah, this uh, Cracker Jack, he's, his remarks are some of the example of the tough on crime. Now, whenever they say tough on crime, that means beat a nigga, shoot a nigga. Hit a spit, kill a spit. That's what that means. The country's top cop made questionable remarks while giving a speech at Attorney General's Award distinguishing service and policing. But I think today American people have to focus on something else, which is the sacrifice and the service that is given by our law enforcement, Spar said. And they have to start showing more than that they do the respect and the support that law enforcement deserves. And if it continue, and if communities don't give that support and respect, they might find themselves without police protection. Now, ain't that a bitch? So you mean to tell me my tax money, our tax money that, that we pay the police to do their job you mean to tell me like if say if there is a police shooting and the police officer is guilty because you know that happens quite frequently but the main target is the black community so you mean to tell me that if we want to fight up against the police and tell them that they're wrong and we want them to be accountable for their actions because we do want the police but we want police that we can trust who aren't trying to murder us and, and to keep our streets safe, who can identify with us. You mean to tell me if they kill an innocent bystander, you just want us to shut the fuck up and just carry, carry on. That's what he's basically saying because he knows as the attorney general, he's the top cop. He knows that things are out of control with the police and he knows, you know, with the incidents that have happened with uh, Bokum Jean, which we'll get into that really quickly after this. I got something to say about them. That is the um, the uh, brother that was uh, killed in his home eating ice cream by Amber Geiger. And she got she got 10 years, but she probably only served five, probably be out by two. But she was found guilty of murder. And then I believe the other cop that... Um, recently that killed the black woman at home with her niece playing video games didn't give her a moment she was playing video games watching him shoots her uh he the cop goes without warning shoots her doesn't say freeze or you know and it's dark and he murders her and he he's uh 
he i think they're charging that cop with murder but we got to find out you know make sure they don't put them in a suburban what court because you know but then also too there was a cop i believe in alabama that was found guilty by all white peers for killing a black man you don't hear that story though so i mean slow slow processes that's three out of thousands so but william barr wants us to say hey don't film this this is none of your business and if you don't be a good little citizen or peasant you will not get any po treatment like if there is a fire if there is a dispute if they shooting do not call the police we will not be there which most of the time they're not anyway <laughs> so i mean okay the joke's on you william fucking ba wow oh so i was going to go uh we'll do one more rant before i'm gonna call it a day because this girl has to go and get people drunk in the bartending world so i mentioned a bokum john john excuse me he was the brother that was killed in 2018 in his apartment in Dallas um, by uh, Amber Geiger. And uh, like I was mentioning, so we, for some of us that, I don't want to go through the whole thing in the trial because the trial was a ship show, shit show. Um, it was embarrassing the way that cops that cop first the plaintiff excuse me the bailiff stroked amber geiger's hair the the judge did an inappropriate job by hugging and 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 giving moral support and giving amber geiger a bible and asking if she believes in god and jesus and all that shit you know, having a love fest to a murderer who had racial text messages with her lover, who her lover was an adulterer. But that is not the, that's not the part that the fact that she was the adulteress, the fact that she had these racial jokes and, and text messages. So she, she already thought we were inhumane anyway, but no, no, we got to have the tap dancers, the coons, like the, uh, the judge give her a hug and all that jazz. And so then the, um, the, the brother of Bokum, um, I'm looking for his name right now. Um, I am looking ugh, so sorry. The brother of Bokum John was on the stand crying, you know, you know, I forgive you. Um Botham, that's his name. Botham John. He he's an eighteen year old 
Brant Jean. Brant Jean. So he was the one that embraced Amber and said, like, I forgive you. I forgive you. And I don't even want you to go to jail. Ugh. That slave master mentality, that plantation, that plantation, those, them, them chains still really on us, aren't we? And these some island folks, but we got a bunch of tap dancers and, 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 uh, Tom's. So after the trial, which was, uh, that ended this past summer, this brought Jean, Bocum John's brother is getting honored. And you, you wondering like, Oh, what, well, what, what did he do? Like, like, you know, did he give back to the community or did he start some fun? What, like, Bront John is being honored for hugging Amber Geiger, the cop who killed his brother. He's accepting an award from the police group. An honor. The Dallas police is basically they're giving him an act of honor of forgiveness. They're giving him a war for that because this motherfucker hugged the murderer of his brother. I forgive you. He, you killed my brother when he was at home eating ice cream, being by himself, doing nothing. And he's getting honored for hugging the white woman who said these racial epithets and these text messages. You see what this is. If you, you, if you, the, 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 you know, let's put it this way. If it was the other way around, how many white folks do you see murder or, or hug their, their killers, their black killers, or their their relatives killer if they were black hmm how often does that happen but we are the ones that are supposed to be docile and 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 forgive and put your head down but you know but when we get angry or if we want justice oh no shut up shut up nigger be quiet you're saying too much Well, but yeah, he, um, he is a uh, tamp dancing the way into the police's heart. Mind you, he is a young black 18 year old man who has a target on his back by those people that are honoring him. You know, if he gets pulled over, police officers not going to be like, oh, wow. You're brought Jean. You got an award. If a police officer pulls a gun on him, they're not going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Bront. You're the one that got the award. If he gets racially profiled by the uh, police officer, they're not going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Jean. I didn't know that was you. Go ahead. Go right ahead, sir. Nigga, you just getting a plaque. 
man, I tell you, the human race just makes me angry. I am an equal opportunist hater of all hates and all kind. Everyone's getting it today. You know, not everything is black and white, is it? Well, on that note, I think I am done for the day. Thank you for listening to the Autocast with yours truly, the Sheriff of Truth. And if I did offend anyone, I could care less. I'm offended every day. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Pam will be back right into this seat and we will have uh, our regular format, maybe with music this time rather than background noise. All right. Well, we'll see you next week or we'll be listening for you next week. Bye. dietary needs they don't have meat rainbow grocery cooperative an amazing san francisco staple since 1975 for all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs go to timstesseract.com Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew.
Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Muni Radio at MuniRadio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied sedately. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo How Alimenti. long? About 40 years. Have you been in prison, too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, in prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, prison diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose, and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. But the gate remains locked. Inside the prison, the shrouded in darkness, but we know outside the rising sun is shown. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell, how lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.